0: (laughs) you got you got some hate with you man but uh yeah if we can still keep it with that's a nice piece of equipment you got on your wrist. good stuff that's
1: really not it's like a 120
0: dollar watch i mean
1: but it just looks cool that's what it is there's no battery to it there's no nothing you have to wind it and you have to and you can see right through it i like it it's fully Uh like and if you the more you move it around it'll it'll wind it as you move but it's 100% mechanical which is what i like about it.
0: Ah, so if you don't wind that
1: like it's going to just stop. Yeah yeah it's that's the old school. <laughs> yeah yeah way it's it really old school. Yeah. For, yeah.
0: I like that. That's nice. Thanks. For cool. a cheapo. <laughs>
1: this podcast is brought to you by the letter C which stands for cannabis but not chris that starts with a k. That's right. You are listening to nothing other than
0: Cannasations with Chris. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Canisations with Chris. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm high as shit. <laughs> Fuck. Now, I've been smoking with this gentleman. He's a wonderful individual. So, on this show, what we like to talk about is cannabis and the people in the cannabis community and the positive contributions they make to the cannabis community. And the gentleman we have on today, oh man. So uh, in November, I taught a class. Well, I didn't teach a class. Yeah, I could say I taught a class. I taught a class in St. Michael's. I was a case study, and you know what I'm saying? I talked about my relationship with cannabis to a bunch of anthropology students. And uh, the professor who introduced me, you know, who asked me to do this, she introduced me to this gentleman. And I've talked to him twice on the phone and man, what a fucking story. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's crazy. But we got to talk in this is the first time we seen each other, even though we just lived in the same neighborhood. Yeah, like not for, too far away. Yeah, we'll like I lived on of. yeah. I used to run that area, just walk it or my daughter would be running running ramp, I was like, Hey, let's go for a walk and just tire her out by walking her up there or something like that. But yeah. I don't understand. I never seen it cuz I was always looking looking around, but maybe I just wasn't in the right area. I don't um, know. It's easy. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I met this gentleman came up, we talked on the phone a few times and he ended up pulling up and this is the first time we've been on and man, he's uh he's uh he's, uh, he's a he's a miracle. That's my mom always called me a testimony, but Man, Mama, wait till you hear this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but without further ado, we have Jason Struthers of Tricome, Vermont. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pleasure to Over here. Hey, man. Now it's a pleasure to have you up here. Outstanding. Yeah.
1: Man, you got the voice for radio too. I feel really inadequate. I got to be like. Mm, <laughs> mm.
0: like well, <laughs> I hey, got the face for it, so we make a good team. There you go. <laughs> So look, that's the thing, like when people imitate my voice, they gotta do their things like this, yeah. We're and yeah, you gotta do all that, and I be like, man, I ain't gotta do all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I look up and do this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I feel like I'm just walking in what I'm supposed to. I'm mean, gifted with this instrument. That's this. what it is, man. So you got, you got that Barry White tone. Hey, I'm a voiceover Word artist as well. So. Nice. Hey, I told I was talking to one of my friends, Janet He just we didn't talk to each other, and like. Since we was in Germany, and that's the first thing he said on the phone. He was like, "Man, you got a velvet smooth voice. Yeah, I'm you're like, easy to talk to. Hell yeah, that's the great thing about it. Like I'm, I'm easy to talk to. I'm great listening. You know what I'm saying? Even though I only got one ear, but you know what I'm saying. I'm definitely mm. one ear. So oh really? Hell yeah, I got tinnitus actually oh. me and the professor was talking about that's it no she was joke. telling me yeah. yeah
1: thank you to Dr. Injenet for connecting yeah. us and hey. I'm here because of her right now I,
0: I appreciate you ma'am like she's that's an amazing that's an amazing human you know what I'm saying so but uh tinnitus is no joke nah man it's something 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 to live with you it's know still what I'm ringing all the time all now the time, yeah 100% oh. but I'm going to I'm going to learn more you know what I'm saying? A little bit about what she was talking about with the surgery and the sounds and how, like, just even talking to her about tinnitus and her telling me what tinnitus was, and I was like, "Oh, well, that makes total sense." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's a constant I'm right here. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, that's torture. Yeah, but I ne- with one thing, it kind of works out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my wife's be like, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, hey, I get it. Hey, I get it. I get it. The government says I'm deaf. There's been a test. that says that I'm deaf. So certified, certified. You cannot so argue with that. You can't tell me I can't hear because I can't hear. You know what I'm saying? No, you good, man. But let's talk. Let's get into the show. Let's talk a little bit. Yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <a little laughs> lot to talk about. Let's talk a little bit about. Let's talk a lot of bit about who Jason is.
1: Uh, well, uh, I'm a masshole by birth, but I've lived in <laughs> Vermont since I was four, went to school at Castleton university. I studied biology and chemistry. I don't like to brag, but I will say that I had a higher GPA than 99.9% of all the students in the entire United States that hey, year. So I have to flex, flex a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, I pay attention in school, you know, and I got it done. Shortly after graduating college, I worked in the biopharmaceutical industry. Um, I was actually a substitute teacher um, for a little while first, but then I got into the biopharmaceutical. I was purifying bone morphogenetic proteins. And so what I was making was a really cool hybrid between a pharmaceutical drug and a physical implant. That's what I used to call like a bone spackle because... You take this, this protein and you mix it with the uh, patient's blood and you have a matrix that you can use to basically glue parts together for implants or for broken bones. or And it replaces an autographed surgery. So an autograft surgery is quite invasive in and of itself where they have to dig a huge scoop of bone out of your hip and then they take that and crush it up and make a paste out of it. Yeah, so the medicine I used to make would, you know, Forego that entire surgery. So, if somebody was getting a spinal fusion or a, you know, a tibial non-union or whatever they were trying to fix, they would wouldn't have to like do a second surgery to get material to fix it.
0: So, this was essentially like for older, older, like brittleer bones. If well, you know. my
1: favorite example of this miracle of medicine was that there was a ninety-two-year-old patient who had gone through. I think seven or nine failed surgeries where, if they didn't fix it this time, they were going to cut her leg off. They were going to amputate it, mm. and they used the BMP on her once, and she was able to save her leg. Mm. And so, you know, when you're getting up in age, it's your body doesn't heal as easily. So, yeah. that's another testament to how strong that medicine was. That's insane. You
0: yeah, know, the miracle of the miracle of medicine, just as you said, like yeah, yeah. I mean, we. We always say there's always a miracle in something, but like, it's crazy. Like there's something you can take your body and make more of your body to heal your body. You know what I'm saying? It's it's almost like a salamander. Like if you cut it off, it'll grow back. But ours, we have to take it out, mix it with some other stuff, and then we can put it back. We have to do a little bit of that. Yeah some Mm -hmm. mad scientist stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah
1: but the mono the miracles of modern science are why i'm able to walk today i mean we'll get to that but yeah yeah (laughs) jesus christ so after working in the pharmaceutical industry for about just shy of a decade you know from 2000 and 2010 whatever after that you know i started my family i started having kids I became a full-time skydiver again. Well, you know, I was skydiving from the time I was 17 all through this whole time. And there was times when I was either full-time or part-time. So after I got out of the pharmaceutical industry, I went back to full-time skydiving. And I did that until 2010. I broke my leg and I got a bionic leg after that, May Day of 2010. And then August 22nd of 2011, that's when I really banged myself up and I, I sustained a burst fracture of my T12 vertebrae. And a burst fracture is when you don't just crack it, it's when you blow it up and it's just pieces that, you know, there's there's no gluing it back together, you know, you got to replace it. Mm. So in order to replace that, they had to really really cut me open so this surgeon told me he's he says i'm going to give you the shark bite incision because it's going to look like you got attacked by a shark
0: Yo. yeah he showed me the score and i've seen like movies and stuff like that when there's been surgeons but this to see something like on that caliber yeah. is 44 staples long yeah Yo. <laughs> it's good yeah that shit is insane. Yeah. Like. So,
1: yeah, they had to make that incision in me. They chopped off my floating rib, cut through my dia- diaphragm, deflated my left lung, moved my aorta over, and then they were ab- able to access the uh, piece of my spine that was broken. So then they took all the pieces of my broken spine out, drilled it out, and then mixed it w- with the rib that they took out, made a paste out of it, like we were talking, the like autograph paste. And then they put a cage implant into where my vertebrae used to be and so they ratcheted that to the proper tension they put a a bar on the side of it and four screws to hold it together they smear the the bone spackle in there you know and so everything's good up to there and then so at this point i should mention that i'm not under general anesthetic i'm under heavy sedation so they so you're like you're I'm sedated. Oh. I'm knocked out, but they've yeah. got me on the Michael Jackson shit, so I'm, you know, they're able to wake me up. So oh. they wake me up and they're like, "Okay, Jason, like move your legs." And so I'm on my side and I'm splayed open, you know, and my hands weren't tied down, so I reached up and I extubated myself, which that means I pulled the breathing tube out of my <laughs> out of my mouth really? when I only had one lung going, you know. <laughs> so. And then when you do that, you initiate a gag reflex. So after that, I puked into my own chest cavity. And that's what turned a five-hour operation into like 13-and-a-half-hour operation. And they uh, nice. told my friends and family that were waiting in the outside that, um, you know, A, I should have died just from extubating myself, and B, that I'm probably going to wake up with a double pneumonia, and I'm most likely going to die from that. So, yeah, I woke up with a, a tube down my nose that was really irritating and I kept trying to pull it out. And every time the nurse would walk by, she'd put another piece of tape on it and by the time her shift was ended, I was wrapped around like a mummy and I was trying to pull it out and give it to people and be like, hey man, you don't have your tube, take mine, you know, like I just wanted it out.
0: It's not nothing to laugh at, but yeah, man, No, it is it's funny. It's crazy how yeah. the mind, like under, when you're under that type of sedation, your mind, really goes into a place that you don't... Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, you you don't look like me. You don't take have yours. your tube, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like, take mine. You need it. <laughs> hey, you can't breathe. Here, trap mine. <laughs> That's insane.
1: Yeah. So I should have died in the field. I should have died on the operating table. And I should have died afterwards from complications and and every doctor and physician surgeon that looks at my mri uses the word miracle because i should be at least in a wheelchair hey. it's not dead
0: hey and he walked up here with a damn cooler <laughs> of of some gas giant Damn, like the torches he came he came out with the old school joint i ain't know what he had because he was like hey man let's do this at this time so I can go hunt. And I'm <laughs> like, hey, cool. So I thought he was coming up with a damn, thought he had like a leg. Ripper or 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 something. So I was <laughs> like, hey, it's cool. I'll accept it. I got a freezer. We <laughs> opened it up and had this, what's that, like a foot and a half? It's an 18-inch. 18-inch 18 yeah. yeah, I mean, customary piece of yeah. yours. It's, it's like, my
1: daily driver. <laughs> daily driver.
0: So it's crazy because... Like you're not just a, a smoker, like you you really use this for medicine. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. Like... not
1: only from my accident, but even before that. We know that I didn't start smoking until I was 19, and when I was a teenager, and the years coming up to the, when I started smoking, I had a pretty significant intestinal complication. I had a blood vessel that was wrapped around my small intestine, in the in the area just after the stomach, the duodenum, duodenum, however you like to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. But that kind of gave me some symptoms that were similar to Crohn's disease. Not, not exactly, because Crohn's is a, a narrowing, and the, the, the channel continues to be narrow for a substantial amount of time. But mine was more like a a lasso or something, so...
0: It was tied ta- like tied. Up. It tied it up, yeah. yeah. So it yeah. didn't make it
1: easy for food to pass by. It made it so I never got hungry, and made it so that when I did eat, I got massive cramps, and it just didn't feel good. You yeah. know. So after every type of test and imaging, you know, you could see it really clear as day in the imaging. The doctors, the only solution they had for me was lay on your left hand side. And try to gain weight so that it would the blood vessel would return to its normal anatomical position but when you don't get hungry and when you do eat it's not comfortable it's hard to gain weight so mm-hmm. the first time i smoked and got high was uh, an amazing event for me because it was the first time i had felt true hunger in literally four years you know, That's you know, not no exaggeration yeah. <laughs> so it was an amazing event for me and i and then I realized that these sons of bitches have been lying to me about it the whole time. It's
0: been a whole
1: damn game. It's a conspiracy, lying. and they've been lying to me, and
0: <laughs> they've been holding me hostage with nothing. I can't smoke. Yeah, hey, the reefer man. Hey, that's why I got that right there. Yeah, you know that's the, the like, original
1: reefer madness. Exactly,
0: because yeah. that's the way. I mean, like you said, your parents, that yeah. was that's how they were raised. They were older, and, and they, yeah.
1: they didn't know anything about it, and they weren't into it. So when I got into it, you know, I, I have to give credit to my mother because she went to the library and got books on it and educated herself and made an objectionable opinion instead of just listening to all the hype. So uh, between her reading about it and me educating her with my empirical experiences, um, you know, her her outlook changed on it drastically. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's especially good for, you know, the, for that switch to flip in an older crowd. Yeah. You know, my mother was the same way. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I know that feeling for, you know, your mama too. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome.
1: Well, and the other thing that bothers me about it is that, and that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of, like, in not not in your face about it, but I don't hide it. You yeah. know, I, I uh, celebrate usage and my love for the, plant and my cultivation and everything i don't hide it at all i mean um there's a lot of people out there still that they they, you know they they don't want to put their name associated on it And whereas the strain that i created i put my name on it to get my name out there absolutely but that you know philosophy is still out there by a lot of the growers where you know we got to be in the shadows you know so it's
0: well that's the thing i feel like that's the one part of this show that I love. Like, and I tell it, I say it all the time. Like, we're all drug dealers and dope smokers and drug traffickers and all this other type of shit. Now it's okay. Now, if I if I got ten pounds in my car and I can drive it around Vermont because I can drop it off at this yeah. place, this place, all I got to do is have a paper saying this stand a third. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's that's how it should eight, be. Exactly. You know what I'm saying.
1: So. It's, it's becoming normalized it's, and ubiquitous within our society, and that's you know
0: the the, the progress we need to make. Exactly. And that's why we, you know, what I'm saying that's why we on this show to highlight it. You know what I'm saying? Because it is a celebratory thing, like all that. If if this is what can make you feel better, and the method of how you use it, that is definitely something to celebrate. Absolutely. You know and so, look,
1: nobody in the history of man has Drank a bunch of liquor and said, Hey, I cured cancer. <laughs> you know, but Rick Simpson, valid point, exactly.
0: You know, Rick Simpson is the first
1: confirmed case. Yeah, that's
0: hey, that's it's powerful, man. Yeah,
1: man. So, I mean, it is medicine, it is recreation, and it is, I mean, it's therapy for me. I because mean, yeah. it's been. It helps me with you know the psychological aspect of of my accident because everybody talks about the physical and and the recovery oh, and all yeah. that, but nobody talks about the psychological aspect and yeah. you know how it affects you, you know, mentally and your community and you know and it's it a destroyed effect. my income, my my community and everything all in one shot. So yeah. it was kind of a a big hit to take. so. But the cannabis community has been really great and that's what I've been focusing on since my that's great. accident and, you know, in a number of yeah. ways, it's been
0: great. And so I didn't know this gentleman. When I was working at <laughs> I had seen Struthers. I don't remember your logo, but I had something to do with a duck. I seen ducks on it and I didn't know, I was like maybe the name Struthers is like something associated with the duck, like the foot. Something like that. But I remember I smoked it and I was like, oh shit, that's that's some pretty good ass weed. You know what I'm saying? So then, fast forward to when we were introduced, I seen Jason Struthers. And I was like, hey, I remember there was this weed called Struthers. Yeah. And so (laughs) then (laughs) I called him or we got to talking and I was like, hey man, I don't know if it's any association or it could just be because. And he was like, "No, nah, that's my way. I was <laughs> like, "Oh shit, this is you!" <laughs> he was like, "It was awesome to hear that to know." So I know, like, you you smoke your shit all the time. Of course, you gonna you know just go. You gonna become accustomed to yours. You know what I'm saying? But so yeah, plus it's get,
1: good to have people that you don't know give you an opinion as well. Exactly, because, you know, people are always nice. And <laughs> they don't want to tell you like if there's something wrong with it or whatever. But you get a true, you know. Yeah. subjective opinions I made. was a
0: fan from from what a year and a year and a half a year year and a half ago now, yeah yeah a year and a half ago so but now you are in the cannabis community growing I am I'm actually a legacy grower, grower now a legacy grower hey man I like the, we need to when we get to where we need to be in the community we need to really make like legacy grower belts, like WWF yeah, legacy grower, like, you know what I'm saying, we got another legacy grower, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying. I had a guy on the show, one day he said, like he gives like kudos to the legacy growers because y'all were the ones that kind of pushed it forward you know what i'm saying yeah so, and
1: while that's yeah, you got to give credit to the ccb too because they recognize that yeah. they also recognize that we're coming out and saying you know we're going to do this legally by the books completely yeah. legitimately and they even say that when you're getting the licensure and stuff they're like we recognize that yeah. you know so we want to work with you to make sure you get it because we know that there's a black market out there
0: absolutely and there still is there's, big time hey and they, they can still compete you yeah know what I'm saying? oh yeah but, I, when I was younger I never knew where my weed came from. I just knew somebody had it that I knew. But I never questioned where it came from. But then to learn about all the things like I've had in the past and things like how people can do weed and things like that and to have to know like, you know, there's somebody you have to test it and all this, day and the third, like, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, kinda, it's, I mean, it's kinda like I'm I'm like, Oh, that's it's a little bit better than smoking some shit that i don't even know you know yeah.
1: what i well now we have data and that's what i really love cuz yeah. i mean you can say here's my terpene profile i've got 2% terpenes which is you know kind of a lot yeah. the other thing that's great for my strain is i mean i registered in the medical marijuana program after i got had my accident so i was growing legally since 2013 2014 yeah. about then and i custom tailored this strain to suit my needs yeah, And then when, after, you know, I grew hemp for two years in 2020 and 2021, and then once I got the recreational license, I ran my strain Yeah, and it just happened. So, I mean, and I didn't even know it, you know, but until I got it tested, but once we got, you know, the numbers back, you know, to have, you know, my THC A is 21.2%. So to have any strain grown in the sun outdoors in excess of 20%, you know, that's, that says a lot. Yeah, Simbron, so my, yeah. Yeah, my tack numbers are 24.56, so, you know, they're up there for outdoor, and yeah. so that's why it it does the job.
0: I mean, it definitely, <laughs> is that, is that, that? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he wrote some. He was like, yo, I got this, and then I got this. So mm-hmm. he gave me the, what he called it was lesser quality, but I was still... It's still his personal stash. Yeah, yeah. y'all know the, you know what legacy growers when they got personal stashes, they got a personal stash. You know what I'm saying? So he let me get that, and uh, then he gave me the good stuff, and hey, they were quite tasty. So, yeah, I
1: mean, I've got a Tier 1 outdoor cultivation right now, but I have an application in process for a a Tier 2 manufacturing so that I can bring the cannabis community my my hash. So that's the goal. Because I mean, I you know I'm a, I'm a scientist by uh, so trade, a, and you know I want I want to I want to be like you know I'm I'm setting up a hash lab.
0: Yeah, oh, oh the hash laboratory, yeah. the hashatory. That's where it's at. <laughs> I mean,
1: so I mean, I've 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 found a really nice niche with the pre roll market. I have a lot of people like pre rolls, and I mean, it's it's great.
0: Um, the conveniency. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's where cigarettes came from. A- exactly, like it's the conveniency of just. I can go to a store and get, like, three pre-rolls and I could just... I don't have to roll it. And like, not only that, the,
1: but the quality of the roll is really there, exactly.
0: too. I, I remember a few... There was a few, sh- like, bad, not well-packed pre-rolls. Well, that's the thing. They're you know, coming lesser and lesser now. Right. You know what I'm saying? so.
1: Me, so... I'm, you know, I'm a stickler for quality, you yeah. know? So, you know, my work has been... Synonymous with quality rolls, so yeah. people not only buy my product for the flour, but for the roll as well. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I put extra effort to make sure there's nothing in there you don't want to smoke. Like even little bits of stem, I, I sieve it extra, you well, know, that. so that it doesn't taste like lumber. And you know, Man, it's nothing. you get the. Everything
0: from it, yeah. I mean,
1: some dispensary owners have told me horror stories about like they could see branches and seeds in it and stuff. I mean, and they would open them up, and like, there's just garbage in there.
0: Yeah, I've seen them so, I've seen them come back. Man, there's a
1: a lot of producers out there that tried to take the opportunity to hide some lesser quality and in the pre roll, but it's you can tell immediately, it's just it's you know, so. You know, I want when somebody smokes one of mine to, to have a good experience because, you know, it's not cheap either.
0: You know, nah, people are paying right. good
1: money for this, and Man, I want them to have a
0: top quality experience. they right. That's why when I come out with my pre roll, it's going to be all quality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want no, I ain't got no bullshit in mind. I got all quality buds. And I, mm-hmm. I know what's going into it. And like, I've been with the cannabis, I've been in taking the cannabis so I know. You know what I'm saying? It ain't gonna be no bullshit. So hell yeah, it's good to have quality pre rolls, man. So now we are into Stuthers, Yeah. And you're in so I lived <clears throat> in I lived in Essex for a while. And I remember first, I've never been to a place like Vermont. You know what I'm saying? It is like, unique, yeah. And then, on top of that, I've never been in a place like Essex Junction. Like, Essex Junction, to me, like it's like the pinkies out neighborhood. Yeah. And I was just like on the cusp of, you know what I'm saying, you know, I was on Brickyard across from the Maple Street Park. and That's you know, right near my house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, I don't understand how yeah. I didn't know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's we could have been friends a we long time ago, <laughs> but um. So, but you grow in
1: Essex. I'm, yeah, I'm growing like right in, in the neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> Right I mean, in right in everybody's face. Hey,
0: yep. that's great. First of all, that's it's fucking amazing that you are doing that. Like it's your job. Yeah, like it's not like a like illegal. No, you're, everything's you're, been by the book, and so. <laughs>
1: I mean, in 2020 and 2021, I grew uh, CBD-bearing hemp, and I mean, I had 250 plants each year, and they smell more. How m- how and how much lo- you got? Half and- an acre, zero point five four.
0: So I mean, my my lot is full. Hey man, like it's your backyard. I'm assuming, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I it's like you can, you can just go back there, and yo, that's what I want to have. Like just you could just I, go. It's just to see. When a I wake of- up
1: in the morning, I've got a giant picture window oh in my, my bedroom, God. and all I can see oh, is just a field of cannabis, and my vegetables, and my ducks and everything. But I mean, it puts a smile on my face every day. Every day, I love it. Yeah. Yo. And so here's the the kicker of it is, is that in 2020 and 2021, I grew all sorts of cannabis, and it was, you know, everybody knew it was CBD and federally legal and all that stuff. Nobody complained. Nobody said a damn thing. Like, we don't like it. We Why are you doing this? Can you stop? Nothing. So then I got my recreational license. And fortunately, I was able to get it in July of 2022. And then the... So the thing of it is, is that in July of 2022, the village of Essex Junction became the city of Essex Junction. Mm-hmm. And the board of trustees became the city council. And so they opted into the cannabis and formed a local cannabis control commission. And oh, so shit. then if the, if I had gotten my license after that, they wouldn't have let me cultivate the first year in 22. So you kind of like
0: grandfathered in.
1: That's exactly what yeah, happened yeah. by days, That's which <laughs> must have infuriated oh, them. Congratulations. You know? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to that, but um, so They actually denied a license for Passion Fruit Farms, which was an indoor tier one in Essex Junction, and I tried to lobby for them, and that's when I was like, these guys are biased and crooked. They obviously don't like cannabis, even though the voters voted for cannabis.
0: Yes, I don't see, yeah.
1: Retail, everything. So that's when I tried to get on the local cannabis control commission, but then I found out that you had to be on the city council, So then I was like, I'll forget about it. But there were several community members that were like, it's not that hard. Just do this and this and and run. And so I did. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Yeah, that was last year. And I didn't win, but I actually gave them a run for their money. They put in a lot of effort to make sure that I didn't get a seat. Ooh. Yeah, I got seven hundred and four votes. Oh, yeah. Shit. So I mean, there's people out there that you know, empathize
0: with my position. Hell yeah. Yeah. So oh shit, another elected official. Yeah. So well, I want a, to a, Nearly elected. Nearly but elected. Nearly But so yeah, I you hell. know, <laughs> you know you gonna I do it again?
1: I'm thinking. Well, I, I haven't decided yet, but I'm I'm, I'm contemplating. Hey. It. But here's the thing, I what I don't want is for these some douche to come in and run uncontested. Because there's going to be a couple seats open, uh-huh. and so if if you don't run, then you have to take whoever gets elected, so you can't mm-hmm. complain, so that's why I'm going to consider doing it
0: again. Okay, well, look. I hope you
1: win. Me too, man. It would infuriate them for me to be sitting <laughs> yes. at that table, and I would relish every <laughs> moment of it.
0: Oh, I would be at every meeting five <laughs> minutes early in yeah. there, how you doing, Paul? Hello, Mildred. How you doing? (laughs) Let's get this shit in order. Uh, That's dope. But, I mean, I don't understand why there's a problem with you running a business such as when you were running basically a sister business and it was fine, and now because there is... I guess THC involved, maybe that's what it is. There's THC involved. I'm guessing. Yeah, and that's a problem. Yeah. So if you so basically if you would have just kept your mouth shut if you would have just said nothing. You I don't of, know I
1: mean you I mean so well, when, when you get a license you have to post it no absolutely and you know I mean, everybody has to know
0: what's going on so, so you're doing it the right way that's right, what I'm right. getting at if you would have just kept your mouth shut and been like yeah I'm still growing hemp they would have been like okay yeah but now that you're like being honest it's like these are the things that's pushing the black market people away yeah and because they don't know because it's it's People like that, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to do better, and I want to be better, and I'm letting you know that I'm being better, but you're still not accepting it, basically. Well, I mean,
1: my neighbors next door, they have a very long, well-documented history of them trying to get me in trouble for a number of different things. That's crazy. I mean, they're swinging at whatever they can get, whether it's having a campfire, a noise (laughs) violation, cannabis, ducks. An unregistered vehicle. I mean, whatever they, whatever they can do, <laughs> the you know. Yeah, vehicle. I mean, so
0: that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, people are going people regardless. You know, what some I'm people are just complainers. You know, they, that's it. They just need something. It's like they're miserable that's complainers. It's like yeah. they're yeah. that's like what gives them life is <laughs> yeah. complaining. But man, when it comes down to it, man, fuck them.
1: <laughs> exactly what I mean. Here, here's the thing. So <laughs> I'm not breaking any rules. No. I've done my diligence to make sure that I'm doing everything legally, that I am fully compliant.
0: The CCB has came to your yeah. established. Oh, they,
1: they've inspected it then, multiple times every year. Yeah. Yeah. So even before I got my first license, they inspected it several times. You know, the neighbors will allege that I'm within a 500 foot barrier of the school. I mean, that that doesn't matter my Mm -hmm. cultivation could be adjacent to the it could be touching the school and it would still be compliant that's only a regulation for retail establishments yeah yeah yeah. so i mean they're just barking up trees that you know have no substance to them um so i mean uh the ccb is great anytime that there's a complaint um they let me know what's going on and how i need to fix it you know so i make sure everything is in compliance and the people like the neighbors and the city council really can't do anything about it. Because yes. the <laughs> well, uh, you know when it comes down to it, the CCB is the agency with authority, right. and the city council like wishes they had the authority that they <laughs> that the CCB has, but oh, it's, yeah. you know it's you don't. Pathetic <laughs> and non-existent.
0: You know what it is? It's just people. Like I guess no, it's not. A, I guess just people are just extra sensitive. Well, yeah. Like like the people's sensitivity level is just
1: thing is, you know, and I tried to put in a a huge amount of work to mitigate all their complaints. You know, they didn't like smell. Um, So, you know, I built a, a roof over my run so that it wouldn't get wet and they didn't like noise. So I initiated a breeding program to replace the ducks with muscovies so that they wouldn't make noise. Muscovies and is it's a, a breed it's a breed of different yeah so it's, there's
0: uh, hold on. it's a noiseless duck?
1: Well, they kinda like whisper. Yeah they it's, make
0: a really oh weird God. noise So I you went know. like extra lengths to be like Yeah. And you you yo, you
1: took I put in a ton of work <laughs> right to try to do this. <laughs> and when I brought the- it up to them he said I can still smell hay Oh my God. So that at that point, I knew it's an existential process. Yeah, yeah. There's no, you know, pleasing these people, and the problem is existential. So as long as I'm in existence and doing what I'm doing, they're going to have a problem with it. So you know, it brings me to the position that my rights don't end where your sensitivities begin.
0: That's 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 a that's a quote. And By that's right. hey, that's what yeah. it is, and Man. that's what I tried to Man. tell them
1: last time. they were you know yelling at me for having a campfire or whatever, and you know they they just tried to say that well, it's not just us that has a problem with it, and and this and that. And well, says, who else is? It there? doesn't matter who has a problem with it because I'm not breaking any rules exactly.
0: So exactly.
1: y'all can have as many temper tantrums as you want, but I'm not doing anything wrong.
0: This case. Damn. I mean, Amen.
1: unless I woke up in communist China today, I mean, you know, I don't have to do anything. You, I'm you, following all the rules, <laughs> and you. this is America. <laughs> so, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy my land and do what I want with my land. And your land is over there. You do what you want over there.
0: Over there, hey, he said, I got a sea of sea of cannabis in my backyard. Yeah, and I know it's, I know it's some gas because one, oh, I smoked yeah. it, and two. I grew in my backyard as well, so I seen the the I know the mine probably ain't like yours, but still, I, I used to wake up and look out my back and be like, "Yeah, hey, it's weed right there." And that's, It made you happy though, right? It made yeah. me happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So,
1: but here's the th- you know, and I recognize that maybe not everybody wants a commercial operation of cannabis in a residential zone. Yeah. Okay, that's fine, but I tried to explain to everybody that I had a two year plan. Okay, well, let me back up. First of all, nobody at any point came to me and said, "Hey, I've got a problem with your cannabis. Is there anything we can do about it? Mm. I want to address this, this, and this." So, Nothing. So Zero. these are
0: so these are kind of like
1: two-faced people that wave yeah. at you and say, "Hey, how's it going?" When you go <laughs> hey. get the mail, and then, <laughs> and then when they turn your back, they're like oh, that's... calling the authorities. Oh, so I that's mean, even worse. Yeah, I can't subscribe to that. So. <laughs> You <laughs> know, <God> I <laughs> yeah. can't go for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not having it. Nah, I understand. So that's why we're at in this legal battle now. You know, it went well. Initially, the city uh, sent a memo to all the parties involved and said, you know, we are powerless to enforce anything duck or cannabis related. And we understand he's doing this. These are the reasons why we can't do anything. Right. So the next door neighbors appealed that with the the Developmental Review Board. And so the DRB came through and said, well, we can't do anything about his cannabis, but as far as his farming, you can't have ducks here. So here's the problem with that. The state laws say that municipalities cannot regulate agriculture. And so when, you know, we tell the municipality that, and always state law supersedes municipal code every time, every single time. There isn't a time where it doesn't. That the city will come back and say, "Well, we're not trying to regulate his farming. We're just telling him where he can and cannot have his ducks."
0: <laughs> that is that's their argument. Well, that's we're, exactly, and what we're you're coming doing. back to
1: say that's that is regulation. regulation Prohibition exactly. is regulation. Exactly regulation one hundred one. Yeah. That's step one of regulation.
0: So uh, right down here in Cambridge, uh, right across from the hardware store, there's a massage facility. Oh. And then behind that there's a set of apartments, but like in between those there's like four horses, like right in the middle of the village, and behind that is the Burger Barn. So in between okay. the Burger Barn and the massage, not it's a like massage. Like a courtyard almost? No, I didn't mean a massage ball. I meant like a uh not a rub and like tug. A, but... <laughs> 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 like a legitimate <laughs> like a um uh physical therapy, my bad. I used to <laughs> <laughs> My bad. If they hear that, I didn't mean to call y'all a massage parlor. I meant physical therapy. I've had to go there for it's physical. Not therapy someplace it's Not someplace Bill Belichick would visit. Hey, you get it, man. Get it. <laughs> but um, yeah, they got horses right down there. Well, that's cool. And, yeah, it's been braced. Actually, it's a few horses right in that area, right in the downtown Cambridge. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting for for Cambridge Cannabis to get a horse or two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They right down there in the midst of them, so it would be, be funny you see a, a horse running around in the back of Cambridge Cannabis. Well,
1: I mean, I might get a couple of horses myself because like, <laughs> I'm allowed all sorts of shit now. So, like... According to the state <laughs> laws, I I follow the RAPs, which is oh. the regulated agricultural practices. And it tells you like I can have 100 ducks, I can have so many chickens, so many horses, so many sheep, llama, like all that shit. No. I can have whatever I want now. Hey, man. look. <laughs>
0: and it's crazy because you went and researched, and now you know what you can have. Yeah. And now you've fucked up, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing.
1: They better start being nice or I'm going to start pig farming. Yeah, yeah. And that oh, really smells. Oh, you, want, you, you want you want to no, a stink.
0: Ooh. Hey, you know. that can that'll stink. That'll that'll stink some people out. Oh yeah, like for real. Like, yeah, whew, that's crazy. Well, yeah, I know I mean. we, I, I know that we are gonna have to bring you back because I know, like you said, you got. Cases. Well, yeah, we'll do
1: a second part after we find out what the verdict is with the court. Because, I mean, all my attorneys have filed an appeal with the Environmental Division of the Vermont Superior Court. And this is the people that actually have authority. So, you know, my prediction is that the Superior Court is going to judge in my favor and they're going to explain to the municipality why they can't regulate what I'm doing. And then I'm going to rub it in their face really, really bad at every opportunity I can. I'm going to destroy them with
0: this. Hey, man, I know success is the best revenge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but sometimes you do want to. I know how you feel, so you go ahead and get your work, my guy. Yeah. You go ahead and do you fast If I win, you know. You know. I mean, yeah, 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 when it comes down to it. yeah. But you're prepared to win. Oh, I'm prepared, I'm gonna dance.
1: <laughs> They're gonna see me dancing out there every day.
0: Hey my, yeah. gonna, hey, my man's gonna call a dance team. We gonna all be going through the field. Cause it's legal, no instruments. <laughs> <laughs> it's acapella. Hell yeah, acapella. <laughs> Well, uh, this part, this is where I usually ask to. Well, I'd be doing my show every which way, but he gonna, we gonna, we gonna link up later on, and uh, we gonna give me a sticker because he came out from the woods. Yeah, you know, what I'm, I'm saying? prepared. I have my hey. dad rig at least. Yeah, yeah. That, if I remember the smile things. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 you remember the big the important? You got your wallet. Yeah, you, you got a coat because it's cold outside. Yeah. And your dad really. Yeah. Are you know what I'm saying? I got you high at they, least. Hey, you know? whew, better man. than a sticker. Hey, way better than a sticker. <laughs> well, it brings us to my next segment called Own Weed. And I'm pretty sure y'all are familiar with it. Like, he's a he's a he's a smoker himself. So I always like to normalize smoking and get to know the way the person that we're having on likes to smoke. So you probably already let y'all know the way he likes to smoke, like I remember I was, uh, when I first moved to Vermont, um, I used to buy weed for this girl, she moved to Ohio. And uh, she said, "You uh, was like, you wanna, you wanna take a dab? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, like, I heard about it, but I was kinda skeptical, cause it looked, I heard it was like, like weed crack. And I was like, I don't know, man, so I took a little bit, like I took it like a rib, and it got me right. You know what I'm saying, like you got me. But then I remember this dude came over the crib. And he was like, "You know what I'm saying? You want you want a dab?" <laughs> and I was like, "Man, I hit a dab." The girl was telling me it was like gonna be all this. And her name was Tia. That was the name. <laughs> Tia. I was like, "Man, Tia was telling me it was gonna knock my socks off." And man, I was cool. He was like, "All right, well, let's let me tee you up." <laughs> man, look, I remember I was hitting that shit, and my wife brought me something to drink. We was smoking in the bathroom with the. Oh the, right, like, yeah. With the, with the fan oh, on, man. and I was in there like I probably when she was coming in, I had to swallow the lung, like because I was. Oh my god, I was like that was one of the one of the times that was like that new introduction, like when you get high for first, first time. bong hit that shit. Whew. And then fast forwarded to now, and you know what I'm saying? He this he smokes out of a a beast of a piece if you yeah. will. So my daily
1: th- driver is an 18-inch Iladell <laughs> beaker.
0: Well, the for the well for the first question, <laughs> <laughs> how do you like to smoke? I'm a dabber. Hey. 100%
1: dabs Jesus all the time. Christ. Man. I mean, I do smoke the pre-rolls when I have to do like quality control and stuff like that. Of but, course, you, know, you need to
0: test your product.
1: Yeah. yeah but more, you know, for the majority, you know, I'm smoking concentrate, um, you know, whatever kind of extract that I'm making.
0: Yeah. It's dope that you can, you have the knowledge. Cause I mean, I want to learn that one day, but it's really like, I, not that hard, man. I, like, the science behind it is, is,
1: you know, it's very rudimentary. I was you know just I down um,
0: at Green, Ma- out Green Mountain Sativa and she was showing me different things. And she was like, Oh, I just made this. Yeah. And I was like,
1: what the hell? Well, you can let come you by when I'm in production on because I'm going to be doing solventless real shortly. Okay. I'm a, I'm well, a, I'm
0: going to let me let me on a
1: respectable scale. Hell yeah! Let me. I pull
0: up. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Let's figure something so I I've some out. I've got some serious equipment. I'm setting up. I've got a Medusa double stack press. I've got a pharmaceutical
0: lyophilizer with a freeze dryer, and I've got I've got all the goods. Hey, you know what? I don't even know what the fuck you just said, <laughs> but. I wanna come see the Medusa. Yeah, it makes good hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, next yeah. question is what, you know, I heard you got know, a music problem, if you will, so <laughs> what type of music do you like to listen to?
1: Man, well, it's, it's pretty varied. Sometimes it's classical music, sometimes it's hip hop. If I'm playing my guitar, I like to play a lot of Pink Floyd, Jimi Hendrix, mm. Led Zeppelin. Stuff like that. You know, when I'm smoking, I like upbeat reggae. You know, I like sublime. I like pepper. Slightly stupid kind of stuff. Uh,
0: Slightly stupid? Yeah, it's kind of like sublime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, they came out when? When do you think they came out? Mm. Like the 90s? 2010s. Oh, so earlier? Yeah, so there was a. That's period. when they really getting big. Okay. Yeah. So there was like a... slightly
1: stupid. It's huge in Hawaii. Like they they sell out. Like everybody knows. Who really? They are. Yeah, and they're good.
0: I mean, I'm not saying I'm the end all know all of no, music, yeah. but because you know I've been to events where they say that they sell out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I've never heard of them, so I know they're out there. You yeah, know what it's I'm good saying? and
1: happy stoner music. It's yeah, good.
0: yeah, it is. But yo, know, it's just. The names sometimes it'd be catching me off guard, like yeah, I wouldn't.
1: Plus, I mean, my son got me a, a Spotify membership, <laughs> so now my playlist is all over the place. Mine too. My Spotify
0: know? playlist
1: is crazy. Yeah, it's not like I we listen to albums anymore. It's just like a one song here, one song there, and it's just mixed together. And I put it on shuffle. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just I was down. I went down to Rutland, and uh, I had a like a cannaversary, me and my Mm. wife went away. Nice. uh, We hit a few dispensaries down there and things like that. And I had the uh, gas station. They built the—I had them. Some things fell through at the hotel, so I had to uh, adjust, you know, Eurostep. Adapt and and overcome. Exactly. So I called the dispensary, (laughs) and it was like, hell yeah, we'll do it. So they made this amazing cannabis bouquet with flowers and pre-rolls and— it was just amazing. The whole weekend was just, it was great. But uh, I honestly forgot why I was telling you. <laughs> Me <It's>... too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got the to smack working the... too well. Hey, man. It's just some good stuff you got there. Yeah. But, yeah, I, um...
1: yeah. I'm proud of my work. You know, I'm not the best, but I want to give the best the run for their money.
0: This... There you go. Boom. So the next question is, we like to eat. You know what I'm saying when we smoke, like we we can get very creative. So, what's your what's your munchie? Munchies, oof,
1: man! As as much as I like to eat well, boy, I eat some garbage too, man. I've got a sugar addiction. I like Stop. the the sweet tart ropes. They're, like, uh, it's oh, candy yeah. with, like, the stuffing inside yeah, yeah, of it. Inside and, the, oh, the, that's the, crack, man. I like, can't. You know. Hey,
0: so what I'll do sometimes is I'll, like, chew off the, out, the outside <laughs> of and then I'll go back <laughs> yeah. and eat the inside. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, man. So, I mean, I can really get down on some of those and, like, some Sour Patch Kids and yeah. stuff like that. I like Flamin' Hot Cheetos for, like, yeah. you know, garbage food and stuff. Um, but let's see. Like, for my, like, you know... Last meal, I think I would have like crispy duck. Oh. You know what I mean? Like that's man. what I get. That's why I started raising ducks is because like duck fat and duck skin is like one of the best things. It's better than bacon. So I. It's so hey, good. And duck hey, fat, potatoes and duck say, fat, sir. man. Like, oh. Oh, watch what
0: you say, Watch what you say because it's on that line. I've, I've had, there was a place down the street from me. A long time ago, they used to do their fries in duck fat. That's I mean, you can't and, beat it. Oh my god, it's an next level. I would, level. yeah, I would literally eat them, and they wouldn't give you a little bit. They would load them fries up, and I was like, none of these fries is going away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I to eat. Yeah, yeah, the fries was so good with the duck fat, crispy with the crispy skin. I know what you're talking about. My yeah. mother, my mother used to work at a lodge. She used to be the chef at this lodge, and she used to bring me. Like duck, home filet mignon, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, um, apricot souffle, and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't want this. I don't want to eat no duck. I mm-hmm. want, a, I want it with the kid. I want to <laughs> slice of this square ass pizza over right. here. You know what I'm saying? But but yeah, I didn't know what I was eating. The teachers knew what I was eating. You mm. know? Let's say what you got there. You know I'm, I'm like my mama gave me duck and asparagus with yeah. mashed potatoes. <laughs> like boy, you better shut the hell up. I know, right? <laughs> you had no idea. I had you realize no idea. like how good you had it. <laughs> she would just be bringing it home from the leftovers and stuff. But man, that shit was. Now that I know what I had, I was like, damn, that yeah. was pretty. I wasn't that bad. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah activity wise when you I know we in the cannabis community we're always working so but when we're not at work <laughs> in the fields and stuff what do you like to What's some of the activities you like to
1: well do? it kind of depends on the time of year um in the summertime if I can I, I anything aviation related you know yeah. if, whether it's actually flying a real airplane or a helicopter but I like to build and fly and destroy remote control drones and, and oh, stuff wow. like that Um. This time of year, I'm doing a lot of hunting. So I'm up at 4 in the morning, and I'm out in the woods before the sunrise. And that's how I get my exercise in. It's how I put food in the freezer. Right. And a lot of people have misconceptions about hunting. They think it's about killing and everything. I really don't relish the kill. It's, it's more about having quiet time with yourself in the woods. And it goes from being pitch black and scary, really, to you you see the the forest wake up and the sun rise and the birds start chirping and squirrels start coming out and start animals start becoming active and it's it's a spiritual experience in nature really yeah. and it's hard for me to go to the gym. I can't go to the gym and lift weights because I overdo it and I actually I'll, I'll lift weights to the point where I get physically ill. I gotta run to the trash can and puke. Oh, wow and then I'll get I'll get sciatic symptoms and my legs get weak. Yeah. And like get pains in there, so I mean, I don't want to mess with that. So, yeah. and that's what got me into gardening was because I could go out and shovel a little bit and make a raised bed, and then go lay down and go back outside, go chill, go back outside, and you know, and, do what you Yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah. yeah.
0: at so, your yeah. own, not at your own leisure, but basically yeah. on a timely manner, but on, at your own leisure. Well,
1: yeah, because yeah. I mean, there's no, it's non negotiable. I mean, when you're when you're sick, you got to go lay down. Absolutely. You
0: know, so. And
1: I mean, I just, I spent so many years in bed not being able to do anything that once I started being able to, I really became addicted to pushing through the pain and becoming stronger mm-hmm. and it it wasn't easy. You know what I mean? There was a lot of puking involved, a lot of like, you know, not understanding and my physical therapist certainly didn't, didn't agree with what I was doing, but when I got through it, she was like, listen... You have a resolve that few people have, and not many people have been able to shock their system like you have, but mm. my recovery's been substantial, and, and I attribute it to the gardening and having the discipline of a farm, because it's when you're broken and you're in a lot of pain, it's really easy to say, I don't want to go do anything right now. I want to just kick it and watch TV and eat and relax. And, yeah. But if something's going to die because you don't go do your chores, you've got to get up. And that's what I really attribute my recovery to is pushing through when I don't want to do something, Uh doing it anyway.
0: Man, that's – like I told you before, my mother called me a walking testimony, but boy, this (laughs) here. Like, man, the stories that – like the – the tools. That was the, the craziest thing. I know we ain't talk about it, but like just knowing all the things you had to go through with your surgeries to get there and not even be out of it, just to be in a sedated state. Like, you know, that's yeah. Like well, it's crazy.
1: You know what I'm thankful of? That I didn't wake up in the surgery in the, and yeah. not be able to vocalize that I'm awake and they're ripping me in half. Yeah. That kind of thing. That would have been <laughs> that would have been much worse. Jesus <laughs> Christ,
0: my guy, this is
1: crazy. That's what one of my buddies said after I got out. He said, hey, just imagine if you had become aware during the surgery. I'm like, oh my God, Jesus <laughs> Christ, what are you doing to me?
0: <laughs> that is crazy. Well, Jason, thank you so much yeah, for coming out. Thank you out. for having I me. It's been a pleasure you know, it, chopping
1: man. it up with you. and like, you know, Hey,
0: um, you hear that chopping it up? My daughter yeah. always be talking shit about me saying <laughs> chopping it up. Nah, man, we be using, out here using, it up. Am I
1: using dated terms <laughs> nah, here? <laughs> I don't even know. I
0: thought it was young, you know what I'm saying? But we out here. Yeah, I appreciate you coming out here and it up. Thanks for having me. Up, man.
1: You're it's, easy to talk to. You have a really good platform. You should be really proud of what you've accomplished here.
0: Thank you, sir. Greatly. Sometimes I, I, it's, I'm learning to look back and see what I've created and appreciate what I've created. It's quality. Man. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. I really appreciate Sincerely. it. Sincerely. Can you tell them where to find you at?
1: Yeah, well, I have my own website, and it's trichomevt.com. So for people that don't know how to spell trichome, it's T-R-I-C-H-O-M-E-V-T.com. <clears throat> so that you can have a little bit of background story, and you can, you can see my COAs. You can see some pictures of my cultivation. You can uh, click links to send me an email. You can get a hold of me directly if you need a consultation, if you have a dispensary and you want to carry my product or if you just have a question about growing and my cultivation or want to give me shit, I don't care. You can email me there. Hit me up. Yeah. Right now I'm only in one dispensary at the moment because after the harvest and getting COAs and going into production and all this stuff. So right now you can only get my product at Float On, which is at 136 and a half Church Street in Burlington. But you can also get it. I've got orders coming in from the Tea House down in White River Junction. They love me there. Yeah, they shout out to the yeah. Tea House.
0: I pulled up on them one yeah. time. Yeah, it's and awesome down
1: there. Mary Jane Junction up in Northern, up towards St. Albans and stuff.
0: I wore their shirt down to Rutland. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to find f- as fur, far away as a place as I was going I could have yeah. a shirt. And the St. Albans shirt was the furthest away. So, yeah, yeah. they that's dope, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, last year I was in 12 dispensaries, which is decent for a Tier 1 cultivation, but I'm taking over the distribution myself, so I'm going to keep it to about six dispensaries that are, you know, within the range.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, once again, thank you so much for coming out, dog. I greatly appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. And your story. Like. That stories is <laughs> insane, man I've,
1: uh, I've experienced some things uh, yeah. yeah it's
0: a walking miracle right here but and thank y'all for listening greatly appreciate y'all y'all keep a lookout for that pre-roll coming out quite a team of, tea. Part of that with Lost Lake Cannabis and I'm gonna be putting out a pre-roll here soon just, just got the, just got the label approved so i going to it's almost game time Getting real, <laughs> getting real, baby. So first of many, first of many. So, but yeah, man, thank y'all for listening. Y'all know where to find me: Kenny Station's with Chris podcast on Instagram. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's 2024. 20, they looking up. I'm get to the website as well. You know what I'm saying? More make my podcast more accessible and things like that. So yeah, man, y'all stay blazing and stay amazing, and we out. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey man, you gotta. I think, I'm glad we didn't get into like all, but you, 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 man, I ain't even gotta tell you. You know, I'm pretty sure doctors is telling you, real. Yeah. You, know, like, you know,
1: they use the word miracle. Yeah, miracle <laughs> is definitely
0: thrown around in my life.
1: <laughs> well, I should be dead, man. At least pushing a wheelchair. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for.
0: I appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, I as a motherfucker in here. <laughs> this
1: is how I do every day, all day.